Schroeder, oh yeah. This is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast in the fucking universe. You got them right. I watch way too much Oregon Ducks sports. Adam, I watched one game. You watched one game. And uh, how did that game turn out, Aaron? Uh, You know what? I'm realizing I lied. I watched... I. Literally, I watched the most sports in my entire life. Oh, my God. I think I watched three and a half games. That's a lot. Of, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the time. Someone's got to do it. I'm clapping for you. Dude, clapping for you, thank man. you so much. Thank that you so much. That is great. That is great. Um, One of those games, actually most of those games, except for the one that is currently going on, as Aaron and I are talking here, 65 to 43, the Ducks lead the Chaminade Silver Swords. Silver uh, Swords. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. The the classic <laughs> uh, Tommy Bahama presents yeah. Maui Jim's Maui, Maui International yeah, you thing. get it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I, I wish in Vegas. Walton should be there. Well, as you know, um, the Vegas Maui is, Invitational in Vegas. That's yes, what it is. Vegas is just another island in Hawaii, as the commentators you know, that's what I heard. said over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> apparently, a lot of Hawaiians moving to Vegas. It's kind of cool. I like that. I can imagine like the, the Hawaiian shirt vibe is strong in both places. Maybe in Vegas oh. more than Hawaii. I don't know. You're probably right, to be you honest know? with you. Yeah. No one in Hawaii wears a Hawaiian shirt unless their job requires them to. <laughs> you would think so. Hey. Uh, I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had so. a Hawaiian shirt phase, actually. Um, You look like your life is a Hawaiian shirt phase. <laughs> You, you, <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? I guess when you when you're looking at this guy, it pretty much stands a chance. It's- if you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, oh, the boy. idea that this guy that's talking to me is like throughout the like, oh, actually, I wore Hawaiian shirts a lot in my life, as if it was going <laughs> to surprise me is just it's insulting that he would think that would shock me it's like oh really right right this, that shouldn't be shocking to anyone my bad jerry my, garcia yeah. uh, reboot right. over here now um schrode i gotta talk to you about this because let's uh well we're gonna get into the 38 to 7 beat down beat down of the ducks which you called i'm gonna reveal your apology a little later in the podcast yeah yeah i yeah you called it, and you said, I got a bad feeling about this. One of the few times you've ever gone against the Ducks. I think you it's do. the first time. I I don't know. I think I, it's maybe the fourth. I couldn't prove it. It's something like that. It's very rare. Very yeah. rare. That you yeah, no, it felt, it felt right to say that, yeah, the Utes were going to win because it felt right, but I it mean, felt yeah. terrible. And even I think I was texting you up literally moments before the game where i was like if they lose it's my fault like i did this it absolutely is your fault uh so yeah, yeah let's take a breath from that but let's talk about some basketball let's talk about basketball first i mean as as true quack Twelve fans yeah. know we don't fully turn our eyes the eye of sauron the eye of quack 12 I, I don't know. We, but we don't fully turn that baby on to basketball, duck basketball, until the football season is officially over, at least the regular season. Right. Just because this little brain right here that I'm pointing to can't really handle all well, that. But we still watch basketball. It. What's that? Rumor has it mm-hmm. the men are not shooting as good as they should be. 
Ah, uh, that's true. That is very true. Okay. And um, I mean, honestly, it's kind of the same old story for every single uh, duck team in the history of the universe. It kind of feels in this moment sure. in that um, both teams are suffering because of injuries. Ain't oh, that it? Ain't that it? That's well, right. That's women's right. much, much more than the men's. I'm just going to quickly break down what the women have been up to. They've actually been um, kicking ass in the Bahamas. In the, on the Paradise Islands, so they're if at you Tommy will. Bahamas, Bahamas. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, basically, yes. Yeah. That's um, so yeah, they're 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 chilling. They're having a great time on Paradise Islands. They started mm-hmm. it off uh, with a 98 to 93 win over Oklahoma, the Sooners. I'm sure that does your Texas heart proud. I'm sure you, that's in, that hatred is ingrained in there. I guess they beat them. They rallied. They were down by 10. Uh, but with just over seven minutes, they rally back and uh, get a 30-point performance from Niara Sabli. Now, wow. that is badass. Sabli was doing great. I should say, so Tahina Pow Pow, uh, India Rogers, we already knew they were going to be out. It sounds like they're going to be out till about Christmas time, till about Pac-12 play, which is rough to have your two starting guards out for that long. It really but, showed hey, that's us. right when we're going to be really picking up talking about it. So, Oh, sure. I mean, even before then, but uh, that'll that's really when you need them. Uh, I mean, Bigby. at this point, we'll be lucky to get to a bowl game, Adam. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Taylor Bigby also out. Taylor uh, Hosendov. I never, I never got that one right. Hosendov. Hosendov. She's mm-hmm. also out. Uh, that's tough. And as you saw, the next game, Sabali was then out. Uh, right. And it's probably due to like, hopefully nothing serious. I mean, she had injured herself a couple games before. And I think it's just like, we got to take, I mean, if we want her for the full season, obviously we got to keep the, treat this as carefully as possible. Oh yeah. She has such a It's history. the most important injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, but even against number one, we went against the number one team in South Carolina. Number one versus Oregon at the time was number nine, I do believe. We lost. Uh, we lost 20. Well, first, we we trailed 27 to 14 in the opening quarter. And then we we didn't beat them, except for in the fourth quarter, we outscored them 19 to 17. But otherwise, they just kept that lead. They really went on runs that just, just sunk us. Uh, right. Only eight players. The Ducks only had eight players at this point for the contest. <laughs> um, four of them, however, finished with double figures. Uh, Maddie Shear, 10 points. Uh, Hurst, 10 points. Uh, Shania Pinto, who is one of my new fave players. Awesome hair, but great, great, great player. I'm telling you, she's got like a a, a rainbow, like, like just hair thing going on that I freaking love. I'm sure you would too. Look is it like my hair. sweater? I, I mean, it's psychedelic like it. It's it's cool. more, it's prettier than your sweater. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hideous. And then uh, um, Filipina Chai. Uh, no, Che. Filipina Che. That is how you say her name. It's spelled K-Y-E-I, but I believe it is Che. Filipina Che is huge and she is fantastic. 12 points for her. Uh, it was nice. You know, she's still developing um, the game. She's got the body, but like she's still actually learning the game of basketball. And it shows at times, but at times you're also like, holy shit. Did awesome was she like fresh from high school? I believe so. I believe she is a, uh, I should know this by now. I apologize. Again, the stuff I should know, but I, I believe she is a true freshman. I want to say. Okay. We'll find out. I'm hey, sure. add us if I'm wrong. Say, you know, She's you could say she's a duck out of water, Adam, and she's yeah. just gotta find her swimming legs. You could say that, and I'm glad that you did because that's why you're on this pod. Breaking news. What's that? Oregon Ducks men win 
against that other team whose name was hard to remember. Shamanade. Shamanade? Shamanade. 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 Uh, doesn't matter. We beat them. A uh, team famous for getting a whole lot of upsets, beating number one That's Virginia right. so many years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, but, also uh, breaking news in the Pac 12. I've what's heard. That? What's that? The. Of all teams, the Arizona Wildcats are I know. maybe Fuego this year. What do you mean? Oh, oh, oh. In uh, basketball. Basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the Pac-12 is um, men. Well, okay. This is actually good. I'll say this really quick. The sure. Ducks played for the third. The women's team played for the third place, Uh, you know, third place role. And unfortunately, they lost in that game too. They were Ugh. just tired. I mean, eight players, three games in three days. Yeah, this is that's not, rough. This is not a normal situation, you know. This isn't and then even you're in stuck tournament. Stuck in yeah. the Bahamas. <laughs> you're stuck there. Ew. Well, I mean, gross. you know what I mean? Because no, I it's like your team is beat up, your morale yeah. is maybe a little low, but hopefully you're in they the most got some beach place time ever. And it's like, nah. But if you're tired, like I can imagine just go sit on the beach. Sounds I hope they got that. I hope they got that. I wonder if the ocean water is good for swollen ankles. I know it's good for drinking. Um, so the USF Bulls, they win this 71 to 62. USF, they gave UConn a hell of a fight. Um, South Carolina, number one, South Carolina went on to beat UConn by about the same margin that they beat us. So that's kind of telling. Like that's yeah. hey, okay. Um, we had 25 turnovers against USF. Wow. USF also looked a little sloppy, but like that's that's what did it, my man. <laughs> that's pee sloppy. Yeah, that's this that's bad. That's um, one every two minutes, Adam. There you go. Look at you. Not quite and, and also a 40 minute game, but and, or a, a a big applause to uh who was it Pow Pow who got 30 points in a game? No, Niara Sabali. Thank you, Sabali. Yeah, Pow Pow's out till Christmas. She got really close to what I define as <laughs> base. Perfect game. Yeah, 40 points, You're 40 minutes. Scoring. One point per minute. <laughs> Next up for women's basketball, a long break. UC Davis, December 1st, 3.30 p.m. Oh, good. At Matt Knight. That is nice. That, we want a long break. We want an easy squad. Hopefully, we beat UC Davis. You'd hope, you know, but um, yeah, we need a break. It's yeah. damn. Long three break. games. Play at home on your first game. You're going to win it. Playing against three good teams in three days with a total of nine players that quickly gets reduced to eight players. Like missing possibly, you know, potentially your best player or your second best player. That's yep. freaking tough. Um, let's Quickly, I want to get back to the uh, men's team, though. So uh, before this tournament, which they just entered and they just won the first leg of it. We just learned that. I'm actually not sure. Aaron, why don't you look up? Why don't you? Oh, no, you, you probably can't look up anything. What am I talking? You're here to listen. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to task you with anything. You got uh, me working now? <laughs> they'll be playing somebody because they just be uh, the Silver Swords, as we said. Right. Um, but before that, you know, things looked a little shaky even at halftime. The Silver Swords kind of rallied back, got a yeah. little close. Um, and that did scare some people, scare some Duck fans, I'm sure, because we're coming off a brutal loss against right. one of the BYU? teams I'm, I'm most embarrassed to lose against, BYU. Yeah. BYU, um, we they, lost to them. They served us something proper, Adam. That is Holy, an absolute truth. Holy shit, man. And, and we should say... This was during last week's record. We was right. the BYU game, and we right. were like, "Hey, ho Ducks are looking good. I think they got a really good squad." Yeah, um, exactly. they're not doing so well now, but I'm sure that'll turn out well. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking right before we ended taping, I was like, "Oh shit, we need to look up how that game ended." Mm -hmm. 
And I'm really glad we didn't now because what a bummer of a way to go out on an episode. I think we got to start using, I mean, you do this all the time. I got to start doing it. The more esoteric readings of like, oh, like that fast. We get destroyed by a team in Utah while we're talking about the Ducks playing Utah. Like right. I should have used that. I need to use my my uh, Agent Cooper Twin Peaks third eye kind of stuff. Dude, in situation. if you're you know not I mean? doing it on an astral plane, then I'm not for sure why you're even trying to do it. We need to make that a t-shirt. <laughs> I want you to keep that in mind because that's actually a really good t-shirt. That entire sentence you just said, keep that in mind. If you're not doing it on the astral plane, then mm-hmm. why are you even doing it? Parentheses, one point per minute. I want to say, uh, well, first of all, about that BYU game, BYU game uh, Nafali yeah. Dante, it was nice to see him. He came back in and played. That's very good to see because we need our big men. Uh, Nafali Dante also played in this last one. Yep. It was three to three from the floor. Uh, so I don't know. I- I'm stoked about this team. I'm excited to see what they do in the Maui, Wowie, Patawi, you know, whatever. Hopefully we thing? get a I mean, Bill Walton. this just going through the weekend and then... It's going. It's going Wait, tomorrow. And it's already tomorrow. been the weekend. What's by the, the day? time this episode comes out, the second game probably already has happened, and then the third game will probably be the day after this comes out. Dude, uh, basketball back is back too. Basketball is too fast to keep up with. Well, these early tournaments are weird. They always throw me off, and I'm trying to cover them for addicted to quack. That's for sure. sure. Um, my man. So let's get back into. So that's basketball for you. Okay, we promising. We've, we're stuff. done with basketball. Honestly, depressing. A really yeah. freaking depressing week in in duck sports dumb. Oh, um, Oregon versus Utah. You called it. You apparently saw this happening exactly. And actually, we're going to have an episode coming up. I think you're going to like this, Aaron. Keep Great. your eyes out on our feed because I've offered this to so many people. Um, I've offered it to, to so many past guests where it's like, hey, if you beat the Ducks, it's unlikely. But if you beat the Ducks, you can come on the show and we'll shit, you know, like you can just whatever you want to say. Just like you just wow. really let us have it. The floor is yeah. yours. No one has ever taken me up on that. Actually, um, our. Well, because. Our, yeah. Here's the thing. What's that? We're the bad guys. We are the bad guys. Yes. Oregon Ducks. Are the bad guys? Well, for dude, sure. dude. I mean, and when they, you know, we are honored. a plot device for every other team's story. <laughs> well, I want to say first of all, I mean, first on your point, I want to say yes, that is absolutely true, and I totally felt that way when they were honoring those two players. You know, those, dude, those two, that that terrible story. But okay, uh, Utah has, has done a really like kind of pretty inspirational job, like like you know rallying around that and showing it. 22%. Yeah, twenty two better. And it just felt like, oh, we're not. That yeah. was the first it's moment I was like, the, we're not going to win mean, this game. <laughs> the, like I said, ABC has also never liked us. Yeah, you did so The say preamble that. before the game was amazing because it was a heartfelt story for them, uh-huh. which I absolutely understand. Yes. But then whenever it cut to our whole vibe, it was the why not us speech, mm-hmm. which is like... What is this? Seahawks 20 fucking 15. <laughs> why not us? Well, Come on. I've heard this from every. I was why like, not well, us? Now we're destined to lose. We're using bullshit, play, you know, one liners yeah. as our guiding lights. <laughs> it was not. It was not a good. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to I want to go back to this really quick. Um, Avery, yes, last Keep week's me on guest, that. last week's guest uh, from the wonderful podcast. No truck stops. No truck stops podcast. Absolutely. That's my, that was a bad Bill Walton, but that was my Bill Walton impression. Yeah, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty good. You're getting better. Yeah. yeah. 
throw it down, big man. Yeah. It's getting worse, actually. But um, she is coming back to throw it down on the Quack 12 podcast. Check your feed. She's going to come in here and just basically shit all over the ducks. And if you're awesome. a duck fan, you may not want to listen to an episode, but I'm expecting a big uptick in Utes fans. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever. We'll switch. I'll switch this whole fucking thing to be a Utah Utah whoa, 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 If whoa, the clicks whoa, whoa. are here, I'm there, baby. No, Look, here's the thing. We're still going to see them for the Pac-12 championship game, right? Maybe. If we beat the Beavs, yes. Which if we, we are. don't, then no. Right. We're going to beat well, the Beavs. We're going to see them again. And in that game, we are going to win. This ain't that the, one we, is a no-brainer. We definitely learned our lesson. We ain't at the pitch yet. The lesson that was learned was the one that I felt the vibration of in my mm -hmm. universal ride, man. Yeah. It was the I think it was a touch too much ego, a touch little too, too lazy. Yeah. Also, you did call it. I don't know why I got this feeling, but something felt softer about Junior's legs. Anthony Brown. Oh, dude, he at one point, it just, and again, I don't want to just like pull this out of my butt, but you could see he was affected. There was, there was one yeah. in particular where it was like third and short, I want to say. And it, and it was, you know, definitely in the first half of the game, uh, still competitive. And he had the ball, it was a keeper. And like nine times out of 10, you see him and it's like, he's like hitting that hole. He's getting yeah. that first down. That's his first. And he kind of let up a little bit in a way that like, to my eyes, did feel strange. It's like I hadn't seen him do that. I think and he's then got you a... saw more and more. He was a little, he, and he even said he's been on the record like he had a, apparently a wrist injury and was. It seems like he was a little beat up. It yeah. Seems like. Well, because I was going to say it seemed like he had maybe some kind of an energy that or uh, injury that he was not maybe telling anyone about. Or maybe maybe it's that football life. It's just yeah. But yeah, injured, you know, you know that feeling when you first do VR. And your and your like thigh muscles kind of loosen up, and you feel just a little wobbly legged. And you shit that the was bed. The kind yeah, of that's what happened. I was getting from him. Like even in the mm. first quarter, I was like, something's uh, his standing. His standing seems a little bit more like he felt pressurized, and maybe like a, maybe like a when you get like a mini panic attack, it felt like I was getting mm. that kind of an energy. Oh my. Are you reading that's his aura though, now? Are you on to aura readings? Look, bro, all I know is that when, the right. man had a purple fucking haze <laughs> around him. All right. Okay? Now that once we get to this level of the pod, I know it's time to bring in someone who's... Would we, uh, no, when that? we get into this level of the pod, it's immediately time to get into... Conspiracy corner. Do you have a conspiracy corner? Because like after that ass kicking, I was kind of like, no, there ain't no. I I didn't see any conspiracy. That was just an ass kicking. I didn't see any. I didn't hear any rumors online. I mean, we right. did lose to BYU and Utah in the same week. Maybe that's something. Maybe there's something there. Maybe we all need to be converting to a certain religion that is prominent in that state. I don't know. Maybe I'll baptize you, Aaron. I don't know. Hmm. But well, here, um, I can't. I do. We're think making stuff up. I do what think will I do think what will help me figure out what our conspiracy is mm -hmm. is to get some dirty details and some play by plays. I agree. I agree. And there's no better person That's right. uh, to get what actually happened in a in a duck game to like pull out all the Twitter bullshit and really open up them peepers and really see what's going on in a the game. There's no one better than our guest, our frequent guest, our regular, our, our own resident set of binoculars, our resident film reviewer, 
Um, in this case, it, he is a resident evil film reviewer because this film was evil. Uh, yeah. From Addicted to Quack, the writer of the wildly successful Duck Tape articles in which he breaks down the previous week of Duck Football and the upcoming opponent. You got to check these out. That is Duck Tape on Addicted to Quack. That is right. The regular guest, which we pump up every single week with this much enthusiasm. Hithla Day, that is Hithla Day of Twitter at Hithla Day One, H Y T H L O D A Y, number one. Right off the bat, Hithla Day, what the fuck happened in that game? Not that it was a surprise, but I, I just want to start off with that question. What happened in Oregon at Utah? Uh, Oregon lost in all phases of the game, all four quadrants play from scrimmage plus special teams. Um, there's no, you know, this isn't a game in which, uh, uh, oh, it's just this one thing, you know, or, <laughs> you know, no, it's now they didn't get, you know, the final score looks like a demolishing. It's not, they're not getting creamed in any single area. They're, you know, basically, you know, competitive, they're just a little below water, you know, at all four quadrants. So the problem, you know, plus special teams, the problem is you can't, you know, if you're underwater at everything, you're going to lose and you're, you know, by a healthy margin. Um, I mean, it doesn't help when you're behind 28 points at halftime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, part of it is that the, the, there's like those last, you know, Utah scored 14 points in the last two minutes of the first half. Right. And yeah. it goes from, you know, it goes from a 14 point game yeah. where Oregon's getting the ball, you know, to start the, the second half. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, fine, we'll clean up some stuff at you know, halftime, you know, kind of deal to like suddenly they're behind. And like that's Utah's whole game plan uh, is, you know, they want to control, you know, they want to make it a low possession game. They succeeded, right? Oregon only got eight meaningful, you know, Oregon only got eight possessions, period. And only four of them, <laughs> you know, were meaningful in the first half before, you know, it got silly. Um and, and, you know, Oregon playing from behind the entire time means that they're not able to lean to the run and they're, you know, have right. to throw the ball and throwing the ball is not what they're very good at. Um, you know, the, 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 the two quadrants that were surprising were that, uh, Number one, Utah was throwing the ball much more successfully um, than they had in the past. Um, it's you know kind of crazy actually how much more uh, successful they were at throwing the ball. Um, I, I you know I don't have a good why explanation for why that is. You know it's a combination of probably a bunch of different factors. Um, you know Oregon is pretty depleted in their inside linebackers and safeties. Uh, you know, there. I think there's a little bit of that, just like magic spice, when it's like, I mean, did you see where they were playing, what they were sure. playing for, who they were playing against, and like yeah. knowing you have an event, like a clear weakness that you can. Yeah, there attack, is there is a know? fair question whether or not that's replicable in the future for Utah. Um, uh, hopefully, we find out. Right, yeah, that is sure. intriguing, isn't it? That there's a potential because for you as a film reviewer. You know, it's like uh, so frequently there's like, well, I'm using, you know, the most uh, recent data, which is from last season with a different squad. Rarely do you get the uh, like back to back kind of situation. Has that ever happened? Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, Probably not this close. I don't not, not this close. I mean, obviously, Oregon played Arizona twice um, in 2014. Um, yeah. Were you, and you were doing film review back then, yeah? 
uh, I, I wasn't publishing and I'm addicted to quack, but yeah. Um, but you're right that there was, you know, there was a bunch of time in between those two games. Um, but yeah, no, every, every other time they've been yeah. to the, uh, the Pac-12 championship game, it's a team they hadn't played in the regular season. So let's pray to God. It, it replicates that 2014 rematch <laughs> format. All right. Um, the other yeah. thing that's, uh, well, uh, if you need to put if you need to put this game into a a, a single line, you know, Twitter. I, I don't know. I haven't looked on Twitter, but Twitter probably said Utah was stacking the box, you know, on defense and and daring Oregon to throw the ball, and then Oregon wasn't very effective at throwing the ball. Uh, if you have to go with that bumper sticker, uh, then that's not a bad one. I mean, the numbers do back up, that. which is exactly what we should shout out again. Which I was Yo, Avery to, uh, called this game precisely. <laughs> Avery, like, free, I mean, like, she I mean, nailed the it. clips, the sound clips I, to show Avery. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the strategy that you should use against yeah. Oregon. The yeah. now, if you were an Oregon fan and you were looking for reasons to think that maybe this performance was not necessarily, you know, inevitable, um, then you know what I'd say is look at Oregon's first four drives. Uh, you know, the, basically the only ones that matter. Uh, and when you note all, all four of them is that uh, Oregon puts itself behind the sticks. Um, right. it, it's sort of, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to take too much away from Utah here. I'm just noting that like, you know, okay, let's look at them. In the first drive, they get a false start. Uh, so now it's second and 14, you know, uh, on the second drive, um, they, uh, they they did that you know that reverse to chris hudson that you know utah wasn't fooled by and chris hudson runs backwards nine yards so now you know second and 19 right uh third drive they take that sack where anthony brown runs backwards and falls down because utah's you know turf is cursed right uh (laughs) you know uh on the fourth drive they get all the way to the red zone and then they have a, a, a holding uh penalty uh on a run play uh, and now it's you know first and 20 so like all, all four of those you know meaningful drives Oregon basically does something it's you know obviously Utah's on the field Utah is not not contributing to it but i would say that it's mostly Oregon putting itself behind the chains and then Oregon did not show the ability to get themselves out of that hole, you know, with a reliable downfield passing game. Um, you know, that that's, you know, the more subtle way of putting, you know, uh, Oregon can't throw. And so therefore they lost the game in, you know, Utah, you know, but it's sort of, it's a little more complex than that. Um, well, let me ask you this last week, we were talking about how Utah was very similar to Wazoo. Mm, no, I don't know. Who did we play the week before? I've already forgot. Uh, the, team that, the team that Oregon played that, that Utah's numbers look the most like is UCLA. Um, oh, interesting. I thought last week, because I was asking you last week what we could learn from that game moving forward. And you, you said basically that. we yeah. should expect kind of a similar game because they were a similar team. Well, their their what their efficiency and explosion numbers look like are very similar to what Utah's right. efficiency and explosion you know numbers look like. I, I probably think that Kyle Whittingham's team is better coached than Chip Kelly's team, and you know they made some definite. There's a couple of strategic adjustments that they make which are really important. Um, the one of them is you know they're 
they have super aggressive linebackers that, you know, they mm-hmm. play in a four two and their whole deal is that their linebackers, when it's a run play, they like immediately guess where the run is going and they charge those gaps. And what you saw in the 2019, you know, championship game is Marcus Arroyo of all people taking big advantage of that because all you have to do is give them a little misdirection. You start to go a little bit to the left, the linebackers crash to your left and then whoop, you go around to the right uh, over and over again marcus Royo did that to them uh and they never adjusted and in in this game uh here i am thinking you know i'm watching all of utah's film in 2021 and i'm like oh look same defensive coordinator one of the linebackers is literally the same human being uh (laughs) and and they're still doing the same thing they do it in every game they did it you know with games against teams that have very different rushing style i'm like oh, well, obviously this is just their thing and they'll do it again. And Joe Moorhead is going to be even better than Marcus Arroyo at, you know, exploiting that. And then uh, it doesn't really happen. Utah instead plays their linebackers back. They play the, you know, keep uh, the game in front of them kind of style where they like wait and wait and wait, and then they flow to the play. Um, Right. And they did that very well. I'm not trying to take anything away from Utah's linebackers at all because they're very good, but like, it was crazy to me to be seeing like, Oh, we just threw out the last like, Oh, three years of film, just throw all that out. That was useless, you know? (laughs) And, and I sort of feel like, you know, if I was blindsided by it, I sort of expect that the staff was at least partially blindsided, you know, by that it's a, it's a, you know, totally crazy change. Um, So Utah is playing a different game than what was expected of them. Their, their defense in rush defense, what their linebackers were doing was 180 degrees the opposite. Wow. What they have put on film for at least the last three years. Wow. Um, and that's the primary reason why Oregon's rush attack wasn't working. And as we have discussed on this podcast several times, you know, Oregon's rush offense is the key to everything. Right. Um, uh, so, and then the other half of that equation is just, you know, on several plays, Utah was just sort of daring Oregon to throw the ball by putting eight or nine dudes in the box. It's, you know, too much of an oversimplification. It's why I've spent this time talking about linebackers and putting behind the chains and some other things, but like, yeah, they're definitely daring Oregon to throw and Oregon was sort of not doing it as much as they probably should have. Like, yeah, you, you know, know, I wouldn't put a hundred percent of that blame either on Anthony Brown, because I feel like there was a couple where it was like, that was right to that motherfucker. He should have had his hands all over the ball. There's Behind, but it, it yeah. I, yeah. I do remember one where he caught it just drops. like here. And there was and, one where it was literally like here or here. And on top of that, all the drops were to true freshmen. You know, Oregon was out, you know, Oregon's was now, you know, Jalen Red and <laughs> right. Johnny Johnson and Micah Pittman. I sort of feel like any of those three guys are in there. You know, somebody catches a ball. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you that's so. definitely true. That's part of it. That is a great uh, but point. I, you know, when it comes to either play calling or, or who you're hitting in the progression, I'm not really sure who gets who's really in control of that. Um, but like, you know, one of the things that I noted in my preview of Utah is that they have a really good cornerback who always plays on the right, the offense's right side of the field. And they had an injury, actually two injuries at the other cornerback position. So they were playing a freshman fourth string walk on. Wow. And I was just like, you know, I didn't exactly say this because it's not exactly my job to do that. But I was thinking in my head like, oh, they're just going to line up Devin Williams on the left side every time and run right at that, you know, run him right at that kid. And if Utah stacks the box, just like, oh, single coverage of Devin Williams versus a freshman cornerback, like, 
the, you know, this is easy. And like, sure enough, they got a few of those passes. In fact, in terms of explosive passing, this was actually one of Oregon's best games ever. Yeah. Um, they hit a ton <laughs> of explosive passes. I mean, not a ton, a ton. It, the, the way that Utah was playing, Oregon should have been hitting explosive passes like every other play. And instead yeah. they were hitting them like every third or fourth play, which is like, that's not consistent mm-hmm. enough. Um, and then you just ran out of enough drives for it to matter. Yes, or, that's yeah. exactly how it goes down. The, the, mm-hmm. the Utah was successful when they held the ball to continue holding the ball and make it a low possession game. And Oregon was not consistently hitting explosive passes in order that Utah was I'm not saying let them have, but that was the vulnerability that they were presenting and Oregon wasn't taking it and who you want, you know, who you want to blame for Oregon, not taking it, you know, up to you. I, I, all I can describe is that Oregon wasn't taking them up on that vulnerability. And then just time ran out. Hit the day. I so desperately like the, the entire game or not the entire game, but certainly when we were down was just thinking about the times. It's like, Oh man, I remember when, uh, the Oregon offense game plan just suddenly became like, all right, Herbert, we're going to need you just to hit Mitchell like that. That's it, man. Just like keep throwing it to him. And like, he's really good. So he'll catch it. Like I just so <laughs> wanted Anthony Brown to just, just hone in on Williams. And I'm connect. not saying it's like, Oh, and that would have won it all. Like, I don't know. There's probably like a couple of picks that maybe come out of that, but like I is certainly desperate. Like, like it, it's definitely what, the defense was clearly structured, like tempting you into, and it, it is, it was clearly like what was available. And I can see, you know, you see why duck fans and duck receivers uh, are frustrated with it. Um, I think it shows whether you're like, you know, a uh, decent human being or not, whether you decide to just like throw a ton of vitriol at a, uh, person not getting paid to play college football you know maybe you don't throw actual like hate towards that person but it's also fair to say like yeah that 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 guy uh he ain't it like right now um yeah aaron well, uh, he, he wasn't it for yeah. this game definitely like yeah, the way that, the way that utah strategy you know defensive strategy worked uh you know this offensive strategy and this offensive signal caller were not you know, it's like you find yourself in a hole and you got to climb out of it and your dude is not a very good climber. He's bad at constructing ladders. Okay. Do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about why they were in the hole? You know, like they're both mm-hmm. issues, you know, like, you know, I feel like college football fans always go to the most proximate thing, you know, like, you know, the, the last link in the chain. And I'm sort of like, I'm up here at the first link in the chain. Like the first link in the chain is that they're not able to run the ball. Um, and what Utah was doing to take, you know, the runaway and the, and what sort of novel things that they were doing. But like, yeah, once you sort of get through all of that, you still, there's still a way out and they weren't taking it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough. Um, Aaron, uh, like, I don't know about you, like at this point in the season, yeah. Do you? Because I mean, we had the opportunity. We both had our our quarterback keys, as we all know, as loyal listeners know. Oh, Aaron and I have our quarterback keys, uh, which we allows us to bail on a quarterback officially, bail on a quarterback. But we both have to turn them. And midway through the season, Aaron did not turn them. So we we are still on the brown train. Um, however, and at this point, like I'm not even sure I want to like 
you know, pull the plug. But no, Aaron, you were a Brown fan, um, and you still are, I imagine. But like, yeah. do you have any interest in like, you know, like next week Beavers are out there? Let's just say Cristobal just goes like, eh, screw it. Like Ty Thompson, you're the starting quarterback. Would that get you excited? Or no, you, like you, you're just you're wanting to see Brown out there. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> The two biggest things that I saw Anthony Brown Jr. do wrong that I've never seen him do before. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's because I don't pay enough attention. Probably do not film review. There was one time where he was running out and he just literally tripped on the (laughs) ground. Which I was like, something's up with this kid right now. And there was another where I think he ran backwards like 10 or 15 fucking yards. And then they sacked him way back there because he got all pressurized. I think, I think some, I think something just zapped in his head before the game. I mean, even Mr. Golden foot himself. Yeah. Lost his edge a little bit. Camden Lewis. Oh, I, this is the conspiracy corner. Oh, I think, uh, what's his name leaving? Henry Cattleman? I don't know if I think no. Henry Cattleman's. Um, oh, no. Oh, um, oh, um, Mike receiver. Pittman. Mike Pittman. Thank you. Yeah. I think him leaving actually shook up the room a little bit. I think that, well, I mean, I think knows, there yeah. was a lot more happening inside that locker room. And after reading his letter that mm-hmm. he posted on Twitter, yeah. And it was hashtag mental health, I was like, I don't think he's talking about his mental health. Well, that's that's some good. That's some good speculation. Conspiracy corner. I'll tell you, I'm talking deep conspiracy. I know that like this has got to be like the least favorite thing. Hit the day has to talk about a football team. This is for me and you. But I did read this online. That's that's all. That's the accreditation I'm going to get. That's I'm going to cite it as in I read this somewhere online. Yeah. That like what I mean, there was clear frustration even on the on the TV, but like uh, like Devin Williams was very, very, very not happy with specifically Anthony Brown, like yeah. very frustrated with. Him. Yeah, and I think I, there's I mean, toxicity happening. Uh, well, and uh, who that's who it's knows? the coach's job to to squash that and figure it out, get him on some yoga. That is true. And some Nutri-Grain bars. Aaron, I'll tell you this. That's why I'm, I mean, this game, uh, you guys, like this this upcoming game. Well, wait. I got to say, we're not jumping right in a preview for this, but I just want to say it it is, how do y'all feel about suddenly this this, uh, Oregon versus Oregon State game, uh, the Platypus Classic? Oh, totally Uh, fine. It's got some juice in it now. Like, and I kind of like that. You know, it's the difference between betting like a ten dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill. Like the fact that we cannot win the Pac-12 North this season, uh, kind of is is mind boggling to me. In a season in which we, you know, beat Washington, beat Ohio State, have only lost two games, and we're one game away from the regular season. Or wait, lost however many free no two games in my head i just retroactively thought we lost to ohio state no uh and and we could still lose the pac-12 north i mean uh yeah. i don't know Hitler day you're a diehard duck fan you know i know yeah i know analytically like you're thinking about it but uh do you like having a little extra juice in this game or would you rather it be already in hand the pac-12 north game Obviously, I would rather have it in hand. Yeah, what crazy yeah. question is that? I don't know. Uh, I kind of like. I like, <laughs> I like living on the edge. I guess I don't know. I like. Um, I like especially like the craziness of it's like it's either Washington State or Oregon State or Oregon. 
I do yeah. love that. Well, Oregon owns the tiebreaker over Washington State. It- that's that's well, yeah. They if Ducks win, they're solid. If Beavers win, they need the Cougs to lose. I believe wow. is how it all ends up going. Uh, and if it, the Cougs win, they need well, us to lose. Oh, there's Real a quick. three-way tie scenario. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, yeah um, I, I heard someone else talk about all this. Is why I'm uh, confident about uh, it. It's. <laughs> I'm sorry. My my thinking on this matter is binary. It's ducks or not ducks. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yes, thank there you. you. Go. Oh my um, god. Well, it's just well. Actually, what it is is I have to do work that week to yeah. to write a preview, or I yeah. don't. That's uh, exactly how I think about it. Because I'm definitely not previewing a you know a Wazoo Utah take two game like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I'm going to bed. You can rewatch um, the game. That's good. Uh, well, and the other thing is, it's like uh, I, I'm, I know you're in the same boat here, Hithla Day. The difference of a workload of like before the Utah game, you're thinking about okay, I may need to plan for a Pac-12 championship game a playoff and then possibly two playoff games like whatever you know possibly and then what i did in 2014 yeah and the difference now is like it could literally be like well that was the beavers game get ready for the alamo bowl like and you know whatever like the difference would be stark and um you know i i would never call a a season in which you beat ohio state and washington and you know got a got nine wins that's a that's not a disappointing season but it would be disappointing at the yeah, same I, time. I mean, if you're asking me for my like emotional like engagement with the team, like ten and mm-hmm. two is what I called at the beginning of the year. Like, yeah. I think we all um, did actually. <laughs> I, I was not expecting Oregon to go to the playoffs, and then as yeah. soon as you know, honestly, as soon as they played Stanford, or well, actually, the week before, as soon as they played Arizona, I was like, oh, this team isn't like if this team makes it to the playoffs, it'll be. It'll be the thing that has pissed me off about a bunch of other Pac-12 commentators um, where they're like, uh, the the conference should should rig it so that an undeserving Pac-12 team gets into the playoffs because that'll be really good for the conference and they'll get <laughs> you know money and and so forth. And I'm like, undeserving teams should not go to the playoffs. Like I, I've been pretty consistent about that. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, I, uh, uh, when analyzing Oregon's decisions, I have, you know, you know, their coaching staff's decisions, I've pointed out that they are still on track to make, you know, when they were, they were still on track to make the playoffs. And therefore you have to take that into consideration, the sort of, you know, even though we wouldn't deserve it, you know, we can sneak in and that cachet is valuable. And so therefore they'll do this, that, and the other thing, you know, and not do these other things because it would jeopardize. Right. Um, That, that wasn't ever like my emotional context. My emotional context would be like, I don't, it's not that I don't want Oregon to go to the playoffs. I do, but like, I, you know, it, it wasn't a Oregon deserves it. God damn it. Yeah. You know, and anything bad that happens is the cosmos, you know, conspiring to deny the ducks, you know, that's it, me it's a rightful, you know, status. I was never in that, those shoes. It was just like, what does Oregon need to do to win the next game? Um, and if they keep doing that, then they can get, you know, a bunch of money for the conference. Maybe they'll shut up. Uh, for a second, you know, probably not. Um, uh, I mean, I'd be upset if they don't. I, I would, I would feel like a bit disappointed 
if they don't make the championship game. I will be like, hey, solid season if they... The conference I mean, it's a solid season either way. Yeah, the conference championship. Oh, well, now Sorry. you're talking about a different thing. No, like, yeah. I, you know, I run these numbers and, and you know, I do the same... I use the same tools to analyze efficiency um, that I have for a decade. And, you know, I can tell you that the teams that make you know, the playoffs or for, you know, national championship caliber teams are hitting about 60% efficiency in, you know, at least three, usually four, you know, quadrants and the teams that uh, fall short of that mark, but who make the conference championship game are ones that hit about 60% efficiency in one of the quadrants and are above water in the other three quadrants. And that's what described Oregon, like Oregon in 2021, their numbers, you know, pretty much from the get go, uh, have been a conference championship caliber team, not a national championship caliber team. And so Mm. if you're asking me like, what do I want for the ducks? It's like, that the, the, the I want them to get the thing that they are as good, you know, that they're good for. Um, mm-hmm. so like, you know, this wasn't like terribly upsetting to me because it was like, well, this was always coming. Um, I, well, and I, I, I want to get on that too because like I do feel like a lot of the reactions, it was interesting how different it is than other games, like say against uh, in when we lost Arizona State, you know, in 2019. Or, um, that's sort of a different game, though, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's, you know, like... when I started out saying like there was no one thing or it wasn't like mm-hmm. one weird trick, they were just beaten all phases of the game. That wasn't true of that Arizona State game. That no. really was a game where you play that game 10 times and Oregon wins eight of them. And this was mm-hmm. just like a weird thing. And if like had Arizona State won the South and not Utah. Uh, in 2019 and Oregon got to play Arizona state again, you know, I wouldn't come right out and say, you know, Oregon's going to kick their ass up and down all over the field, but like, I'm sort of be feeling it. Uh, You know, if Oregon plays Utah again, that's definitely not how I'm going to feel, you know, Mm -hmm. Utah won in all, you know, phases of the game. Like, well, and not only that, but like the, the, a lot of the stuff that they were taking advantage of was uh, stuff that you saw throughout the season, you know, whether it was like due to injury it's a huge part of it, True. you know, like the, the seek the weaknesses and like the linebacking core. And then like, uh, and on offense, you know, uh, like clearly like not having a clear, like deep field threat on a regular, on a consistent basis. Like that was something that obviously people haven't been shutting up about and it is a valid, you know, uh, observation. And like that, you know, like, I don't know. It just kind of felt like, all the all the little things. Finally, a team was able to was good enough and in the right just mindset to fully take advantage. And then, like any game, you get, they just got great luck. And I don't know about y'all, but I felt like, oh, this game is oh, just kind of like tossing up the controller uh, on that the the kick or the punt return for the touchdown oh, it was earlier for me it was the uh yeah when when keithy hit that like oh he went through the first level and the second level and the third <laughs> level that he yeah. had, so no one wanted to tackle him i was like oh it looks like oregon's giving up uh, yeah i don't think they were actually giving up but it was like you know like the cosmos has decided that this game is over like yeah 
Well, and it was like, you know, it was like, and again, it was and like we had seen in other games. It was like, I wasn't even necessarily like sweat. Well, I was sweating it, but it's like going down two scores. It's like, well, I've literally seen the Ducks do this in other games. Yeah. And come back going and down rally. By and, 14, I was like, this is fine. We're back. Yeah, no, it ain't yeah. good. Well, especially because yeah. Utah got the ball first, right? right. Yes. Like Oregon, Oregon having it, the you know, if they could have just converted a third down. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Uh, bunch of well, little things, yeah. Now I, I wouldn't say game. it's a bunch of little things. It's more like, yeah. you know, again, for the Oregon fans who are looking for a silver lining, like Utah's not going to play at home. Utah's, you know, again, like they're not going to, you know, probably not going to have a punt return touchdown. They're probably not going to have a 50 right. yard passing play with two minutes left in the half. You know, it's, you know, Oregon's probably not going to in every one of its first four drives, put itself behind the chains. Like these are sort of low probability events, not impossible events. You know, they obviously happened, uh, but like, there are a series of low probability events that definitely made the game looks, you know, put the game into silly territory, not look silly. It was silly. Uh, you know, it put the game into silly territory that are probably non replicable events. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, yeah, I don't think any duck fan was crazy to think, you know, when it's, you know, 14 to zero with two minutes left in the half, like, Oh no, you know, this is fine. You know? And then it very quickly went to not fine on, weird stuff uh well let me ask you this then because i want to know is this silly or was this utah breaking a code because for some reason they definitely learned how to make him a tibba don't <laughs> uh well, i don't think that's true I, tibba no good he game. seemed to really be for the second half he seemed short up not able to get to the quarterback oh well i, I couldn't tell you about the I wasn't really paying attention to most of the second half because it was garbage time. Um, wow. That was going to be another question because oh, I yeah. was like, mm -hmm. surely the half is garbage time. Yeah. I uh, mean, dude, it's like they're down. It's two, <laughs> yeah. two drives into the second half. When it, yeah. Because uh, um, like Oregon comes back and scores and it's, you know, they, they, they make it a, uh, you know, a three score game with, you know, most of the second half still to play, but then Utah mm -hmm. scores and, you know, now it's out of reach. That felt, um, yeah, that was like, that, that but, was me allowing myself to fully die inside. No, Thibodeau had a pretty good game. Sure. You know, like they, Utah did what a number of teams did, which is they had, you know, they put, you know, uh, two guys on him. Right, exactly. And then Oregon responded by sort of moving Thibodeau around to different places, you know, on the line. Now I've got a couple of clips in my article uh, that are like, you know, Thibodeau doing other stuff, you know, was mm -hmm. essential to, to winning this play. Again, Oregon won like 48% of its plays. Um, it's not like Oregon was getting clowned in this game. They, yeah. you know, it's just that, you know, in all four quadrants, they were only winning 48%. Man, um, it felt and like then, getting clowned. Well, they it, ended up looking like a clown. Yes. The, yeah, I mean, like that's, you know, it, 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 I've, I've seen crazy blowout games in which teams just get creamed and then the other team sort of lets up on them. And that's why the score looks like that. This is, this wasn't one of those games. This is a game where, you know, Utah was ahead consistently, you know, at all aspects of the game, but they were not like crazy ahead. You know, this wasn't, you know, Alabama putting 70 on, on an FCS team, you know what I mean? Mm, right. Uh, like, uh, you asked me whether or not Utah had cracked a code. Um, they definitely did a 
the two I noted them at the top of the show the the two schematic things that they did or I don't even know if the rearrangement the, the 180 the, degree turn the the rearrangement of their linebackers was very interesting now who knows you know was that a one game thing you know is that something right. where okay now Moorhead gets to study that and you don't get to pull that trick you know again or you're not going to surprise Oregon with that again that's a question um, and, right. and then the other uh and then the other one is, you know, why was Utah able to have so much success, you know, in the middle of the field passing, you know, to their tight ends where they hadn't really done that before and other teams hadn't really done that to Oregon before, you know, that's the, that actually, that one is crazier than anything else that happens in the game. And I don't have good why answer for that, you know, question. Um, it could be that they cracked a code and everybody else that Oregon plays from now on is going to do that to Oregon. It might be that it was a one-off thing and they were just super feeding on the energy of the stadium and Oregon will never see that again. I I'm sorry. I just can't answer that question. Okay. Um, Let's leave it to whatever that 22% is made of. Yeah. Well, I just wish we had a tip of duo that helped. <laughs> I wish um, we had a tip of do over. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, um, I mean, maybe I don't. Know that I don't. Thibodeau did what Thibodeau does. I just don't want to. Uh, like, I wouldn't want to do over of that game because I don't want to go to fucking Salt Lake City and play that team again. I do. Um, I want to kick their friggin' ass. I want to. I want to play them again. I don't want to do it in Salt Lake City. Not this season. No. I'm. I'm down with the championship. Um. I mean, frankly, right, that Oregon got out of there without a bunch of injuries is kind of a miracle. Yeah. Like, honestly. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is about Utah's turf, but it's been brutal for Oregon. I mean, uh, was it a, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't want to do that. Was it, I think, um, someone went down with an injury. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Farrell Brown, where he almost died. Oh, no, no. I was talking about this, this last game. The third. Um, was it Verone McKinley? Yep. He's, oh, he's yeah. injured. I don't know if he's out, out, but, oh, yeah. And of course, Farrell Brown. That was freaking ridiculous. Uh, but the thing I saw the next past day was injury. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's right. <sighs> oh boy, I hope we don't lose to the freaking Beavers. Okay, um, we won't. Trust me on that. Well, trust me on that. My best friend. Unless y'all have any closing thoughts on Oregon at Utah, uh, I, I feel like we can, uh, you know, bury this thing and, and go into one of the most beloved segments in uh, Australia. That's right. We didn't forget about you, mates. Hey, That's mates. right. Quack 12 podcast. The, I think we dropped to like 120th. I don't know how it sure. happened, but we're like the 120th most popular podcast in Aust- college well, football podcast in Australia. So uh, I sh- wanted to shout that out. I, I actually guess. remembered. I have a number of friends in Melbourne. <laughs> you want to shout them out? No. Okay. Well, I just, doubt uh, they're the ones listening, but maybe. Good on you, mates in Melbourne. Oh crikey. Okay. Uh Great. let's let's go nailed it. Let's go to the next segment. The pig. The pigs. That's right. Wait, what is going on? <laughs> I what added the do? wrong thing to the screen is what happened. Uh here we go. That's right. The Whoa. picks, everybody. So um everyone's favorite segment in which Aaron and I have a battle. It's uh, more like Aaron decimates Adam. <gasps> Aaron, what the fuck? Why are you letting me do this? We're doing this out of order here. We don't do the picks yet. Not until we review. Bottom 11. I literally that's was like, right. what happened to the fart sound? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what made you remember. Um, okay. 
So let's get into it. We had, uh, of course, a crazy week in Pac-12 football. Oh, One boy, of these games, howdy, did we? I'll just be... Uh, Aaron already knows. I had a fantastic week, my dear friend. Aaron fucking already knows the results, which is why he's so stoked. But just pretend like you don't, even though you've been gloating this whole episode already. (laughs) Uh, Full disclosure, I did one of these games. I had, I saw the score of, otherwise I had no idea. I honestly forgot it happened. I truly did. Uh, But it sounds like I missed the right one. And if it sounds like I'm stalling, it is. Is it the Arizona State game on Friday? No, I watched that one against the Oh, Beavs. you did? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Uh, no, it was Arizona was on Friday. Sure. Um, right. Okay. Once we got banned. Now I got it. Uh, Washington State against Arizona. Um, so it started off on a Friday, as you said. This was in Pullman. That's it what it was, Arizona. Was, it was, it was uh, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, this one was, was this game super foggy or super snowy? I'm trying to remember this it week. Was foggy. This is the foggy one. This was the one where you could literally not see shit. I tried to take a screen cap of it, and it's like not even a good screen cap, the one I got, because it was literally just all fog. Like it it was, and it was not only that, but it was on the back playing in some major time portals. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's what, oh, I wanted to text you about that. I was like, there's a lot of cosmic energy going on here. Maybe some of that sifted over to the Oregon Utah game. I don't know about that, but um, I'll (laughs) tell you this like, like Washington State, you know, beat the hell out of Arizona 44 to 18. I was hoping it was going to be close because I wanted to win, but no. Um, it it was on Friday. It was it was later. It it was com- you couldn't see anything, and it was just it made me realize why the Pac-12 is so good is because they make it so hard to watch. Sometimes, literally, not just like hard to find the channel of and stuff like that. Sometimes the play that is on the field is very, very hard to watch and suffer through. And I think that makes Pac-12 football kind of like a, like, I don't know, like an acquired taste. You know oh, what I mean? Excellent vintage item. For and sure. to see a good Pac-12 game, it's rare. Like that's a rare vintage. And I think it all, I think it all adds to it, you know? But anyways, yeah, Washington State kicked the hell out of Arizona. Um, my man, uh, day, I was bummed to see Don Brown's gone. I already's gone. Uh, I didn't see that news. Uh, did he go to Massachusetts? He did. He went to UMass. He went back to UMass. Yeah, he's an East Coast dude. It's actually pretty weird that he wound up in Arizona. Um, it really is. Because I, I, I looked up, because I, I really liked him when he was in Boston College. I really liked him. And overall, like I, I've, I realized just looking at his career, it's like, I really like this guy's a DC. Uh, but you look at like where he's been, then it's like East Coast, East Coast, East Coast, you know, like UMass for a time as a head coach. And then Arizona somehow. Like, I don't know. I, I really like that guy. I kind of wanted him to make something out of himself in the Pac 12, but he's now he's done with this. He just needed a conference. summer in the sun, you know? He literally just needed to be like, like, hey, look, this this team's terrible, and I'm being competitive against all these people. Like, give me a job, especially his old stomping grounds, you know. Uh, yeah, so Don Brown leaves Arizona. He hmm. kind of felt like the best thing going for that team. Oh, I disagree. I, I really, oh. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think Arizona was ever going to get the personnel on defense that he needed to really, you know, because the way that his scheme works, he needs elite cornerback play. And like, it's probably not going to happen for Arizona. Um, 
you know, he, he can, he's, I think he's a sharp guy and he can definitely give you some fits, but like that's, that's as most as he was ever going to be able to do at Arizona. Like there are other defenses that sort of work with, you know, lower, you know, cap talent. He doesn't really uncork the the great stuff unless he's got elite cornerbacks. Uh, I, I've continued to be impressed with the culture that Jed fish is, is building. Um, yeah. You know, they were getting smoked by Wazoo in the cold and in the fog in a game that didn't matter. Um, and they were playing hard, you know. You know, I, I've watched teams that have been in that situation and they're just phoning it in. Like, for example, the game in Los Angeles uh, this weekend. Um, and, like, I, I've never really felt like Arizona's phoning it in and they don't have anything to play for. Um, yeah. No, that's and I I do think like I always think it's like if your program is literally just like where Arizona kind of was, where you're just like we are just so damn bad and just such a crazy bad roster right now. Um, I feel like it's most important to get like to get that kind of person who will get them playing throughout all four quarters just to try to build some absolutely something out of it, you know? Cause like, I don't know what, where else you go from that. You're not going to get like some ACE recruiter or like maybe like luck out and some like genius, but like, it just seems like no matter what, any kind of success you'd have there, they just leave Arizona. I don't know. That'd be tough to be it's in like Arizona. The great poet Ian McKay once said, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. There you go. Um, speaking, <laughs> well, Aaron, you may be wrong on that one because, uh, two teams battled what Arizona have. No, no, no. This is someone else here. Washington against Colorado. <laughs> uh, versus, this is two teams with, with nothing, but one of them did in fact lose. Um, well, Washington, Washington was playing for something. If they won their last two games, they could yes. go to a bowl, but that's, that's what made that's it not going to happen. Wrong. I, this is tough. I almost just knowing that it would have been just for the like the the entertainment value. It kind of would have been nice if Washington farted out a win here just to set up like Wazoo can potentially go to a Pac-12 North game, uh, a championship game. Um, Washington could potentially go to a bowl game. I don't know. Um, that game's gonna be crazy enough already. But uh, you yeah, want so things extra spicy all over the place. Sure, why not? A little, little spice. <laughs> That's why I like Dune so much. Spice. Uh, Twenty ah. to seventeen. Colorado won this. This was a goddamn ugly game. <laughs> like I bet. There was a and but it had more Washington lowlights, and that is why Colorado won. Because there was a I was gonna when, ask, was the score close to what you predicted of 3-0? <laughs> no, I mean it kind of it felt kind of like that. I mean, both offenses weren't doing nothing. And then Washington at one point, they like, you know, marching down the field, getting into like that goal line territory, you know, and then they do like, like they're like on the goal line and they try some little like fun little trick trickery to get in there instead of just pounding it in. Uh, Demo, he, he fumbles or, or some kind of fumble comes out of it. It was kind of a weird angle. It was hard to even tell. Uh, a buff grabs it, returns it for a touchdown. And then later Beautiful. in the game, like, uh, you know, both teams are just punting. I believe it's tied. Um, and Washington, again, there's like a, a turnover on, I think, a special teams play. I turned the channel at this one moment, but it resulted in a short view of Colorado and they got a score and it, 
it really felt like that. And Sam Hubert did play in this game a little bit. Uh, there you go. And Patrick O'Brien. And Patrick O'Brien. Patrick O'Brien. I don't believe no, that's no, racist. No, 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 no. Is that racist? I feel like you're allowed I, to do that one. I just would stay away from doing accents. <laughs> well, I know. Technically, right? No, you're allowed well, to do that. You're allowed to do Italian. Don't worry. This isn't cancelable till about 15 years yeah. when the when it catches up and they're like, no, you, you can't do that anymore either. Yeah. Yeah. But you could do Irish accents. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. No, um, so Patrick O'Brien, he played too. And uh <laughs> He didn't Patrick play well O'Brien either. wrote the Aubrey Maturin novels. <laughs> really? Yes. Like, there you go. I, don't I know do that love is. that his name is actually, I mean, his, you know, his fun <laughs> name is Patty O'Brien, which is like maybe one of the best bar names I've ever heard of. Yet there Patty were no, O'Brien's no beautiful rainbows grill. were coming mm. from Patrick O'Brien. Only duds. Um, Washington bad. And um, this yes. this last game, oh man, I'm so ready for that goddamn Apple Cup. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yep. Um, up next, this is an interesting one: UCLA versus USC. Oh boy, UCLA. Chip Kelly finally gotta just mm, well, beat down. Now hold on, hold on. Th- this was hilarious about this game. Let's Go back to the Washington, Colorado game. Washington turns the ball over four times. You know, that's really the only story in the game because, you know, the, the they're, they get two thirds of their third downs. They pass for over 400 yards. Uh, Colorado wow. is just like totally, you know, they get two third down conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, their total yardage in the game, Colorado's total yardage in this game is 183 yards. Um, you know, the only thing that mattered in this game was Washington turned the ball over four times. Um, now, uh, a Washington writer, you know, goes up online and uh, on Twitter and says, uh, look, people are going to blame this game on the offense, but I have never seen a team lose the turnover battle four to zero and win the game. You know, so keep that in mind. And and literally everybody responds like it was the offense that turned the ball over four times. <laughs> like, yes, we're gonna blame the <laughs> like yeah, no yeah. Shit, we're gonna blame the offense. Now, fast forward to the UCLA game. What happens in the UCLA game? The first like four possessions, UCLA <laughs> throws like four picks. Yeah. Right? Wow. But then look at the final score. You know, it's like 62 to 33. It's just like, wow, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, apparently it, you can turn the ball over four times. And if you're massively better than your opponent, because your opponent is totally phoning it in at this point in the year, uh, you can still win. And it helps when, um, you know, the other teams turn it over too. just kind of keep pitching forth. Uh, yeah, this was, I don't know. It was kind of a fun game to watch because there was always a play going on. There was always a touchdown. Uh, that was about it. It was, well, it was you know, our game seemed to always be having touchdowns as well. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of scoring in that. Uh, well, the, they, they really just drove the ball so yeah. well against us. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, yeah. UCLA, USC. I'll, I'll be interested. Like, I don't know. I'm still kind of interested in seeing this UCLA team. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe Chip Not Kelly can me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, after this. still owes me five bucks, and I'm not gonna let him loose on it. This is the game. This is oh. the game that I did not watch. Uh, Cal played against Stanford. 
This is right. on the farm where we lost. Um, but, you know, no one else loses to Stanford, only us, apparently, because Cal went in there, a team that I ridiculed, strongly and ridiculed. They rightly defended uh, Aaron for defending. Uh, Cal goes in there and wins 41 11. So there you go. Hithliday, uh, do you have anything to say? I did not watch this game because I was too busy. I think I was recapping a women's basketball game like the minutes before the football game started. So uh, both teams got their quarterbacks back. Garber's in really? the key. Nice. Um, but McKee still doesn't have any receivers and uh, he still doesn't have a very good offense line. He still doesn't have very good defense. And Cal has receivers and an offensive line and a defense. And I don't think any of those things are elite, but they have those things and Stanford <laughs> doesn't. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> wait is this garbers the elder or garbers the younger uh elder, the, elder, the younger okay. place for ucla mm-hmm. okay i can um, never remember which one is i don't uh, know if ethan garbers uh or, sorry chase garbers is the oldest garbers brother maybe there's another well, brother in this year they are in our purview in our purview yes for the pac 12s concern yeah um yes well there you go and then we all know how the oregon utah game fucking went and then You're- uh Last but not least, and I mean, this kind of added, this was, when shit lines up like this, this is kind of why I like when there's a little extra drama on the line, all right? It's because ducks just get just butt, their butts kicked, you know? They, they lose 38-7 to seven on the road. Meanwhile, the Beavers, who, you know, they're a decent team, but at home, they're a wonderful team. They're kicking ass left and right. And it lined up perfectly where the Beavers were looking good. They were having fun. They beat Arizona State, a actually not very good team, but they did beat Arizona State 24 to 10 in a game that meant a lot that, you know, added to the momentum of the program. And it just is, I don't know, it's just building. You know, I always want a, we don't call this game this, uh, a platypus classic. Yeah. That where both teams can potentially, you know, something's on the line. Like there was, of right. course, you know, like, well, uh, battle for the roses kind of feel. Cause I mean, it's almost like that, like one of them, the winner will have a shot at going to a Rose bowl. So let uh, me ask you this. Cause you did say something interesting that now I'm curious about. Do either of y'all know what their current at home win record is? It's like overall. Like just, this no, season, currently, how many how many times in a row have they won so far? Six. They're six, six. and zero at home. Oh wow, that shit's about to get broke. Well, it's well, in Eugene. No, they're they played their last home game. Yeah. Oh, that was their last. We're not going Spider-Man. to them. They're coming to us, baby. Because ah, last year we played there. Remember in the fog game that was in Corvallis, dude. If the fog rolls in, I'm gonna get pissed. Yeah, if the fuck I'm not watching the game. <laughs> yeah, um, to be yeah. to be honest, actually, you know, I was watching. I, I have to do film study on this game. It's like the only game that I still have left to do film study on. Um, or I guess I have to do Utah Colorado later. Um, or assuming that Oregon wins this game. Uh, otherwise, screw it. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the, just watching this game casually and kind of drunk. Uh, I, I was kind of like, I really wanted Oregon State to just totally break it off in asu's ass because like asu was playing the way that usc was playing earlier in the day just like they were done they're just like they weren't playing 
You know, they weren't playing hard. You can tell. Um, the South like, is no longer, yeah, winnable for I, them. I, they knew, yeah. Yeah, I like, I, I don't know. I don't like to psychologize too much, and I don't like to ascribe too much to fan theories about, like, you know, you just have to want it more than your opponent. But uh, yeah. still, you, it is the case sometimes that you can watch a team at the end of the year, and they're just phoning it in like you can see it on the on the screen and like you can this, see it this uh upcoming week when usc plays just tune in that game just like game. they're you know they're not focused they're throwing interceptions the you know the offensive line isn't giving it a hundred percent um you know and, and you know arizona's always sort of been arizona state i should say is always sort of been a you know the shaky explosion play dependent you know kind of team and they weren't hitting those at all uh you know, they got blanked in the first half and like, I, I, you know, I was waiting for this game to be like, you know, 40 to three, you know, something like that. And, and Oregon State sort of refused to do it. You know, they had a bunch of empty possessions in this game. Um, you know, the, they ultimately won by 14 points. Like this game, like I think at the very end of this game is garbage time, but like it is a, you know, if, if ASU woke up and like, you know, hit a big pass, you know, and all of a sudden it's a seven point game. Like, I don't know, like, you know, it would have been more competitive, but I've just sort of like, I've had it with ASU fans, you know, yeah. and, you know, for welcome like, to I, the dark side <laughs> and, and OSU, like they, they, uh, this is, I, I'm, I promise that I'm not trying to like trash talk, you know, the beeves and, and talk about Oregon's definitely going to win this game or anything like that. This is not my project. I'm saying that I, I really was rooting for the beeves to just like break it off in ASU and just like, I, you know, just shut them down, put those guys back in their box. Like, you know, I, I want ASU to be done. Like they, I don't feel like that team deserves, you know, much credit at all. And, and like, and Oregon state just didn't. And I was like, come on, bees. That that was my reaction. I, although, like I said, I was drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, what um, were you sipping on? Uh, Evan Williams bottled and bond. The not, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Okay. Um, the, the the white label hundred proof stuff. Yeah, nice. Got a little alky over here. It's well, someone it's, else. It's a little hot. I I I have a little spring water with it. Uh, sure, sure. Um, someone else must have been drunk. Um, because let's get in last week, anyways. Because let's get into uh now officially we're getting into this segment. The, pig, the, pig. the picks once again the great pickem challenge. <laughs> hey, there you go. Okay, so as you can all see. I did really, really, really bad. Okay. Um, obviously, I went against what Aaron did because I'm way behind. Uh, and so that resulted in. Now, I yeah. do just want to tell you, I've brought it up before, but I'll remind you. Mm -hmm. Although it's probably too late now, it might be smarter to pick a couple different. Well, so that way you're not falling behind by so much. Aaron, the way I've probably been picking, get you in the casinos, my dear boy. The way I've been picking, it just doesn't fucking matter, man. But it definitely <laughs> doesn't matter now. It's impossible for right. Adam to catch up. <laughs> well, we'll see. Let's look at this. I was looking at this. So I'm Woo! behind nine points. Yes, that is a lot. There's, and there's only so many games left. Uh, and bowl games are worth two. We're saying, okay, I was hoping you were going to say that. We don't have to do that, just so you know, because... I love doing have... it that way. Okay, okay. Because we also... I think that's a rule I made up last year when I was trailing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but um, we got seven games on this next slate. Uh, Aaron's got a 50 to 40. Damn, lead. busy week. Seven games on this next slate, and then we have the championship game, as well as USC Cal, 
and then we got the bowl game. So wow. I got to, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, still, you're down by nine, bro. That's tough. It's really freaking tough. Uh, I believe Hithley would call this a garbage time. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay, let's get in. Let's let's wrap this baby let's up. Hit it. Let's... No, I meant in our season of pickums. No, I know. Forward, I know what you meant. I know what you. you meant. Not the episode. It had a double meaning. Yeah, oh, I get it. It's it's all garbage time. That we should rename this podcast garbage time, actually. I'm for it. Um, okay, we got Colorado at number 23, Utah, in a eh, a manufactured rivalry, honestly. They don't seem to actually hate each other all that much, but sure. Colorado at number 23, Utah. This is rivalry week, by the way, Aaron. 1 p.m. on Fox Friday. Friday, 1 p.m. on Fox. Colorado at number 23, Utah. Aaron, you saw what the power of a fully operational Utah can do. Um, Colorado beat Washington. The question becomes, do I believe what I've seen? And I, man, do you want to pick first since you're behind? No, I don't want to do that. Right, right, right. Okay. Well then fine. Trick me, son I of think a the shaman guides are telling me, yes, I'm going to go with Colorado. Ooh. Wow. Thanks for that gift, Aaron. And I know I sounded just this cocky last week um, <laughs> when I got only one pick right. But uh, I'm stoked as hell uh, for Utah. Um, sure. I can't imagine. I truly can't imagine a game where Colorado wins unless you're talking about like COVID, like, you know, wreaking havoc. You mean Washington like last week? Oh, something like that. I, I mean, that's Washington. Washington and Utah, <laughs> different beasts. Absolutely Fair different point. beasts. I don't think um, I think the Utes are gonna choke up. Okay. I mean, hey, I think I would think that'd be kind of cool. Uh I mean, this is they're gonna it's maybe not choked up, they'll be super sloppy because they're like, let's try all that crazy shit again. <laughs> I don't I think you're crazy. Um I think hits on my side. He's taking Utah as well. I mean, not Utah's favored by four scores, you know. Yeah. That, that said, what Aaron is saying is not it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like this game kind of has trap written all over it. Um <laughs> it's just like Utah's good enough that they'll survive that. Like, I sort of think that actually Colorado will keep it closer than anybody's prepared for, but like Utah's good enough that they will survive the trap. Just like UCLA was good enough versus USC to survive the trap of throwing a bunch of early interceptions, you know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Washington State at Washington, 5 p.m. FS1 on Friday. I'm so glad that this game's on Friday and not the same game that the the same day that the duck game is on. So I can fully sit down and watch this shit. Um, I would be pretty obviously I got strong rooting interest for Washington State. Just because it'd be so damn, it'd be, it'd just be, you know, I mean, just the storyline of how many Apple Cups in a row have they, have they lost? Like, uh, they've lost every single one since Jimmy. Where is this happening? Uh, This is happening at Washington. This is happening in Seattle. You, you can maybe get tickets to this game, Aaron. There's maybe tickets. Maybe Washington fans are so afraid. Maybe Kook fans bought them all. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. It could kind of be an entertaining game. There's probably going to be like, Good amount of picks. Uh, Washington looking really funny on offense. All this hmm. possible. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. In Seattle, I'm going to go with Washington. Oh, I mean, 
I I wouldn't I'm be feeling shocked. Wild today. Mm. And so I'm I like to go buck wild on every single pick. You're not just throwing the contest, right? To make it so we tie so it's more dramatic. No, I'm 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 following my instincts, but they are definitely wilder than they were last week. Okay. Honestly, but I when follow I, them, they've I never think- been wrong. I think the way to harness your power betting wise, I'm just realizing is you're not good at against the spread, but you are good pickums. So I should just choose the ones when you choose a heavy, like underdog, you know, I should just put money on that. Hmm. Can't go wrong. Um, Hith, uh, you've talked about how, you know, like what Washington state does the best kind of, uh, you know, or at least historically uh, is, I mean, as what Washington is still really good at, even though this is, you know, uh, kind of a falling apart team here. Um, do you, I, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on the, this year's Apple cup? I think Washington's going to win. I could see that. Unfortunately. Uh, just, Washington state can't, you know, if, if you want to beat Washington, it's not difficult. You just stop throwing the ball and you only run at them. And then that's it. Uh, or you get them turned over the ball a lot like Colorado did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the and, and Washington State is just not set up to take advantage of that. Like they need to pass in order to win, and Washington is really good against the pass. Like way better than they have any right to be, frankly, given all the other factors that are going on in that team. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of crazy that they're as good against the pass as they are. But uh, you know, nonetheless, you know they're uh, they're really going to shut down Washington State's uh, uh, offense. The only way that Washington State wins this game is the same way that Colorado won last week because yeah. Washington State, as we know loves to make you fumble the ball um so yeah no that's true I, I mean between that and like who knows maybe now that you know mike Leach is fully out of the program like uh maybe they'll be like yeah fuck this what do i gotta lose Borhe, run this damn ball i mean it'd be if if they woke up to that realization and just ran all over washington i would stand up and applaud like yeah um, oh my god wouldn't that be great if this game is just a washington state blowout like i I mean the only the only sad thing is is that that jimmy lake wasn't there you know it wasn't like (laughs) the cougs finally beat jimmy lake it's like he's already gone that's unfortunate i mean wazoo does have a bowl game to play for that's what's on the line um and like Washington doesn't have anything to play for other than keeping Wazoo out of a bowl, which like, I don't know, man, like if Wazoo had locked up a bowl game prior to this and this game was just, you know, gravy, like mm-hmm. I could kind of see Washington not have any motivation in this game, but the opportunity to ruin Wazoo's season at the last second and yeah. make them coog the whole season, um, <laughs> that might be irresistible to Washington. Right. I understand. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot. I forgot you guys to see that. I don't need to do that. Uh, Oregon State at number three, Oregon. Well, we've, but they're not number three, right? Oh, that's right. I think we're like time, nine or some at shit. At the time I wrote this, apparently they were number three. So they're number three in our hearts three. forever. Yeah, they are. This is obvious. Adam, this is a no brainer. Oregon all the way, all day. Mm. Hot fries. Mm. You're going with Oregon. I Absolutely. I feel like you're just doing that because you feel bad because last week you picked them. No, I definitely know we're winning them. this game. I think Day said it earlier. I'll repeat it. This is a 10-2 and two team. We've lost two. There will be no more losses. Well, um, well, 
I'm going with Oregon State because I'm literally, I'm just that desperate. And the reasons why I feel good about it is because uh, they're a fun team. They're tr- they're not, I don't know if they're trending upwards, but they, they seem to be plucky enough to take advantage of certain weaknesses. Not all the time. I will uh, say they've hit a pretty damn high plateau. Well, I will mean, it continue to find another level up? Time will tell. Well, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, for Oregon State, it's like, uh, you know, they're at a, like, uh, I believe they're, they, you know, they're going to a bowl game. So that's already uh, a level they haven't <laughs> reached for a while. It's and, not the clouds, though, bro. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but um, I mean, I'll tell you this, like, like the idea of like, I don't know, Baylor gets really gets a head of steam under them. And I guess, I mean, we've looked pretty pedestrian, even in Autzen against some. Um, pretty average teams so uh it could happen mm. and i'm going with oregon state um i it sounds like hit the day is is uh pretty pretty confident in in the ducks is that not, am i reading you right i'm not pretty confident in the ducks this is uh you know oregon state plays kind of a similar game to the way that utah plays uh and they're the only teams in the conference that beat utah um like their their offense is definitely uh, more interesting uh, than Utah's is. Um, uh, their defense is probably not as good. Um, it, you know, we'll have to see if they can slow down the Ducks' rushing attack. I, I don't think that the Ducks are the type of team that would like take this loss at Utah and decide to like throw everything out and do stuff completely different. Right. Um, that doesn't really strike me as this team's style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because a you know a conference championship and the Rose Bowl are still on the line, I don't think you're going to see any sort of ah screw it stuff like changing out the quarterback. Right. Um, so and you know honestly, if this game were in Reeser Stadium, I'd probably pick Oregon State. Um, but it's not. It's an Otson, and Mario Cristobal doesn't lose an Otson. Uh, so give me the Ducks, except for once. Um, yeah, no, I feel the same. Uh, Territorial Cup. Arizona at Arizona State. Huh, interesting, interesting. Aaron, well, it appears you are forced to choose an Arizona school, something that you, you know, have been adamantly against this entire season. You know, I keep referencing Day right now, but again, just like he said about Colorado against Utah, this game feels like a trap. Well, and so I decided... I forfeit this point. No way. Congratulations. (laughs) That one is yours. I will not choose the team. Wow. That's kneeling on the goal line, man. That's borderline (laughs) erotic. Wow. Yeah. Aaron is so far ahead of you. He can seed a point and you still have no chance of catching him. Wow. Bravo. Well, that's going to be the point I played. That's the point I'm going to kill you with, my man. Um, Arizona at Arizona State. I'd love if Arizona did. Watch as Adam still blows the point. Yeah, somehow. Like, this game will get canceled. Yeah, you got to pick it, bro. How about this? How about this? If both teams can't... Wait, I got to pick it? You gave me the point. No, you you definitely have to pick it, point. Damn it. Fuck. I thought I just got the like point. Like Aaron has no chance of winning the point, yes. but you still have to get it yourself. Oh, that's true. Well, oh, that's interesting. Well, then I'm just going. I was just going to give him the point. No, no, it does make sense. Well, that's that. not how kneeling on the goal line works. Yeah, it's not hand the up. opponent the ball and yeah. let him run 100 yards for a touchdown. Fair. It's that's you true. taking a knee. Okay, so, there. I'm going with. I mean, I'm going with the team that has won more than one game in three seasons 
Smart. Uh, which is Arizona State. I'm going with Arizona State. <laughs> I hope that, oh, fuck, if I get win? this wrong. If I, uh, get- I mean, I, you know, Arizona State is favored by three scores. They should win this game. I will I will say something that I should have said, you know, when we were recapping the games, which is that Arizona State was out a ton of players um, mm. last week, uh, you know, a bunch of starters. I, I didn't catch the explanation of why that was. Oh, um, please don't be good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or they might might have been injured and might have just had the flu or you know i who knows um so i and because i don't know the status of that like whether or not those guys are going to come come back and you know maybe that was the reason why they look so morbid against uh against the beeves i don't know like you know and like i said i i like the way that arizona has been you know their 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 culture and how hard they've been playing like i think this game you know is probably not 70 to 7 or whatever it was last year well, uh, as long as um, uh, I forgot what I was. Oh, as long as Arizona State is like missing, like you know, like maximum fifteen players, eighteen players on the roster, I think they should be able to handle Arizona. <laughs> Number eight, Notre Dame, which is probably not true now that I'm realizing all this. A highly ranked Notre Dame team at Stanford, five p.m. Fox. Aaron, uh, I'm going to give you a little word of advice. A lot of people liking Stanford in this one. Are you going to pick them? Really, people like Stanford for yeah, this game. There are people that probably some people out there would pick Stanford for this, and I yeah, I can't do it. Saying, I'm a I'm a Rudy or die baby. So you it's, sure? It's not too dumb. I'm just I'm not trying. I'm just saying. I, are Are you trying to gaslight him, man? Like Stanford's no one's on Stanford on this game. Stanford's I mean, a bit of a wild card. You know, on people like look, it. Dark horse candidate here. I know that Stanford is your favorite team, and so I true. want you to have them in this pick. So therefore, yeah. I'm going to pick Notre Dame. Oh, well, are you sure? Oh, absolutely. If I don't know anything about the game, like I have no idea how Notre Dame is doing, but very good. They seem to be a legacy team. So I just always pick them. Um, okay. So two points for the bowl games. He said, right? Sure. Is that a okay. bowl game? No, but knowing that I'm, I am going to go with, uh, I'm going with Notre Dame. They're absolutely okay. getting away. There's just no fucking way Stanford wins this game. <laughs> I just can't. I can't go with the opposite in this one. Oh, wow. Um, you really were trying to twist me up. Dude, I mean, even though they beat us this season, every other game except for who did they play? Uh, they beat some other off. They beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. They beat USC. That's right. Two low, low schools on the totem pole. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I'm going with Notre Dame, I guess. Uh, there's no chance. Even Tanner McKee. Honestly, I kind of want to not see Tanner McKee. I mean, McKee he has to be able game. to throw it to someone. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I'm like, I, I do like Tanner McKee. McKee as a quarterback, but yeah. like, that's why I don't want to have see a him target. In this game. I want to see him like preserved to, for next season. So I'm like, don't, don't feed him to the Irish right now. They'll eat him like he was potatoes. Oh, That's boy. Not racist. Wow. Not racist. They're called the fighting Irish. All right. Um, then number four. Here's another classic rivalry. The Mormons versus the L.A. Trojans. Number 14, BYU at USC. 7.30 p.m. BYU all day, every day. Yeah. They're going to make it, uh, I think, two in a row against USC, if I remember correctly, then. Hmm. It would be. It would also uh, be five and zero oh against the Pac twelve. Fuck, that is wow. right. God, that is so embarrassing. And like, if it's BYU versus Oregon right now, I don't know who's gonna win. They beat Utah. Like, I, 
God damn. Uh, I heard but a lot our of loss to Utah was a freakish accident. I, well, Again, a lot of people know. I've heard Utah fans say their loss to BYU was a freakish accident. As in well, maybe that's also true. Well, no, they, they got ran all over by BYU. Yeah, especially the people I've heard say that. It's kind of like, well, it's like, you know, well, if only Cam Rising was in there. It's like you hear Whittingham say it's like, like Rising wasn't ready at that time. Well, well like, let me ask you this. Yeah, but even they then, like that's one quadrant of football. Like there's, yeah. they lost all four. Like, yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Aaron? Were they holding a crack pipe while they said that? <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Oh, Just do you curious. think that affected their decision making and what they're yeah. saying? No. That's weird. Yeah. I shouldn't be sponsored by that stuff. Uh, California at UCLA. I don't give. I okay. I was about to say I don't give a shit about this game, but I still kind of want to see what UCLA is up to. I'm realizing California is dropping out of my favorite schools of the Pac-12. I'm just not even excited to see them play anymore. I don't know why. It's just yeah, that's weird. There anymore. I'm just not. They're not my number two anymore. I think Colorado moved up there actually. Hmm. Well, I'm going with Cal. You're going with Cal. Oh, wow. All right. After all the shit I just talked, I'm I mean, going with UCLA. Owes me five bucks. I'm going with UCLA. Well, Cal, okay. you're think. I think. Oh, that's right. Um. Yeah. What can I say? Is Cal? I forget. Are they fighting for bull eligibility in this one? Where are they at? I'll look it up. Um. Yep. Hifliday. Cal's four and six. They got to win this, and they got to win the makeup game that's against right. USC. That is why I was confused. I was like, I know they're like, but I think they have a chance. But this is the final game of the season. No, they got one more. Um, Cal, UCLA. Uh, do you find much? I mean, let's let's see. Uh, I'll put it this way, Hifliday. You got number. You got BYU versus USC, and you got Cal versus UCLA. If you had to sit down and watch all of one game, I think I answered my own question. Which one you watching? Oh, I'm definitely. This is the game of the week for me. Uh, I think this is the most interesting game in the Pac-12. Um, really? Yeah. yeah, it could be. Well, the more I'm, I'm looking at it, I mean, Oregon State out Oregon has uh, some potential there. Obviously, um, I mean the Apple Cup. Uh, I th- it'll be boring football, even if it's close. Not boring, but ugly. Yeah, this this could be a pretty competitive game, honestly. If UCLA loses, does Chip Kelly get fired? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't. I think he's already. I don't think the UCLA is in a position to fire him. Yeah. Oh, I what I think with I think with Chip too is just like why don't you know? I think they're just thinking like his season isn't a disaster this year. Like he had a high point, even like with that, you know, inflated LSU win. Um, and, and like, you know, he's, he's if he wins, the, like, he's going to go to a bowl game. That is something. Like, these it, are things if, they beat, if they beat Cal, they'll have eight wins. If they go to yeah. a, now they'll probably have to play a really good Mountain West school and get smoked. And they'll lose. Whatever, but like, I hope it's a Fresno State rematch. <laughs> but I mean, nine wins for UCLA is on the table. Yeah. Um, that's good. which would far and away be Chip Kelly's best season. They're probably not going to fire him at that point. Hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of folks in the fan base believe that he will never ever, you know, that the, 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 the guy's a dead man walking and that they're sort of, they're sort of bound up on that one. You know, they, they sort of would prefer that the guy loses out. Um, that's me, but, uh, you know, I just really doubt that's going to happen. You know, they're probably mm. going to wind up with eight wins. You know, but either e- either beat Cal 
and then go to a bowl game they can't win or uh, lose to Cal and get a, a softer bowl opponent and pull that one out. Um, you know, whatever. I think they're splitting their last two games and we'll, you know, finish with eight wins and you're going to fire on a coach on eight wins. Not in this, you know, when, when, Florida, USC, Washington, yeah. LSU, right. you know, you like a bunch of, you know, UCLA likes to think of itself as a big name college football, you know, program, which kind of makes everybody else in the conference smirk, but like, uh, they're not going up against those guys and they know they're, they're not going up against those guys and pulling out the best coach. It's, you know, this is the wrong season for it, man. And technically you got this like, you know, thing that like, and maybe like it's you know maybe chip kelly's working up towards that big thing that'll save us all or like maybe he'll break off like one awesome season like you know like the idea when you hired him is that there's gonna be that you know he's working some magic that no one's to, or whatever i'm glad we don't have him the watering the saying. bamboo thing mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> this. what is this you haven't heard i haven't heard this adage let's, it, let's end well, the episode on this adage chip Chip Kelly himself used this that you oh okay you you water the bamboo nothing happens in the first year you water the bamboo the second year nothing happens you water the bamboo the third year and you water the bamboo the fourth and five years in it grows a uh, hundred feet in four days well, like yeah that does, I I feel like that is what you're hoping with the Chip Kelly right um, I don't think you're gonna get it and honestly this podcast uh, having been continuing since 2017 proves that that no that's not gonna happen like sometimes it just shrivels up and dies uh quack 12 podcast at quack 12 podcast <laughs> you can find us on twitter um Hithliday, as always you've been a wonderful guest even and i would say actually more so after a big loss like that it's it's nice to Jeez, really look into it you know and <laughs> and um, i got reassured yeah yeah there you go uh, you're, you're reassuring this guy over here. Uh, at Hithloday1, H-Y-T-H-L-O-D-A-Y, the number one. Go over to Addicted to Quack and read Duct Tape. Read and watch Duct Tape, a film review of, that's right, the game we just played. But it'll it'll help you cope a little bit. It, it'll at least teach you something. Uh, once again, Duct Tape, Addicted to Quack. You got to go over there. Um, hey, y'all. We got the last game of the regular season coming up. Wow. Crazy, huh? I hope what we What a long, strange trip it's been. Aaron, you have a good night? No. Okay. Uh, hit the day. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. All right. Oh, and uh, check your feeds, everybody, because we got an Oregon State preview coming up. And uh, like we said, uh, a fun interview with uh, a very gloaty Avery. Woo-hoo!